Hello, Sorensen Sound. I wasn't sure if it was recording, and I'm not even sure if it's using my headphone um, microphone, because I opened my phone, sound started playing out of it and not into the ears, so I was like, huh. Just wiggled the thing a bit, and I'm hoping for the best. But I think I said hello, Sorensen Sound, but I guess I didn't. Hello, Sorensen Sound again. Um... So I wanted to start off with something I had like mentally planned a little bit what I was going to say. I did already forget the section of it because <laughs> I didn't do it immediately um, or write it down because I've just gotten used to doing things <laughs> immediately. Um, but I'm wearing a lifeguard shirt because I was lifeguarding for five years and oh, it's a blue jay. Um, but that job, I honestly, I liked being a lifeguard because of my schedule. I could only, there's a turtle, work like the, oh my god, the turtles are out in full force. Wait, let's count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, there's eight. I thought there was like six max. I've never seen the whole squad. Out. Oh my god, there's another one. That's crazy. That's so hype. Okay. Um, anyway, we love them. That's bestie. Um, <laughs> but I really liked working the early morning because there's like, so we had three different pools and two of them weren't lap pools and the only people that really come that early were like elderly people that were there to just do laps. So for two, there'd only be three lifeguards because you just don't need that many under certain occupancy. And we would each guard one pool just to make sure that like no one went into the other two. Um, but then what you're left with is like, you're just sitting in a chair, staring at water for a long time. And there's a lot of, I don't know if there's a lot, but there's like, it's also how living by bodies of water is really good for people's happiness because it's like the rhythm becomes a part of you and everyone's like, that's why surfers are so chill because you literally just have like, the waves in your heart, in your body kind of thing. And that is so lovely. That is the loveliest spin ever put on the concept of being a surfer. Um, doing great things for them, um, for their image. But yeah, no, I like I'm someone who just has to live near water. Otherwise I'm just like, what's the point? <laughs> Even if it's a river, I don't care. <laughs> Just some water. Uh, it's so, like, land is beautiful, but the earth is 60% water. You gotta be near something. Um, yeah, so, like, in San Diego, my favorite activity, like, my dad would just leave me at the beach. And I would just, like, sit and watch the tide go in and out. And I would always try and, like, predict um, where the waves are going to end. And then that became me like talking to them and communicating and be like, oh no, like go to this point this time. <laughs> and like my favorite games were, would be by myself and it was just like, you run as the tide recedes and then you gotta run away and make sure it doesn't get you before. So in a lot of ways, my ocean, the ocean was just one of my best friends as a kid. Because um, literally just out of like sheer touch time, I'm also getting like emotional because I literally love the ocean and the earth so fucking much. 
uh, it's just the most wonderful thing to be able to sit in nature. Um, yeah, that's a good place. That's why I like to go for these little walks every day. So what's the point if not all of this? Um, yeah. I don't know if there's a point if you're out of touch with nature. Personally, no. <laughs> not at all. It's so lovely. And there is a long time where the way that like I bettered my relationship with food was just thinking about like because I, for the most part, don't like to eat a ton of processed foods. Um, I would just like think of it as like you put nature, you're making nature a part of yourself. You're communing with that energy in a really nice way. Um, so sorry about the <laughs> the truck noises ironic, isn't it, that there's, well, <laughs> we have such limited accessibility to the thing that I think we need most, um, and even when we do, it's interrupted, you just kind of have to take what you can, well, but I still carve time for even more nature, Dun. I'm not talking about the concept of the natural today, too, too much, too much for there to not be a quote-unquote answer. Anyway, um, thinking more about Taylor and Joe's breakup. Because every day now, there's a little bit more coming out. And she went out in New York City for the first time. And it's the whole thing where it's like, she's only seen if she wants to be seen. She has this butterfly on her jeans. She's crazy. It wasn't mean. There's a lot of speculation about how because there's something she said on like Lover Album Press where the butterfly's like breaking free, breaking through, whatever. And then at someone else is like, oh my god, Labyrinth is now her saddest song because it could be framed as like her deciding if she wants to stay with Joe or not. Or if she wants to break up with him or fall back in love with him. And it's like, she said she thought the plane was going down. How'd you turn it back around? I'm falling in love again. That's insane of her. That's so, that's so sad, so heartbreaking. Um, ultimately, and it's weird twofold because she's reached such a level of success where, like I said, it's just, like, icon status, genuinely. And so talking about these things feels just, like, genuinely a philosophical unpacking of situations, and it's just as though you're analyzing any other storylines, and that's where it's hard, because it's like, she is still a person, Joe is still a person, and in some ways that's kind of what they're alleged or perceived rift is was about is that he's just a deeply private individual who just wants to do like indie films and she's one of the most famous people in the world so one second later um so yeah no it's just like i think i apologize because i paused i was like no it's okay i do it to not be rude um but i don't ever want to make the other person feel rude um Anyway, but yeah, it's like him just like very much wanting that sort of individual sense, that internal world. And they so they made it so beautiful, and even what we were allowed to see from the things they worked on together, like folklore and evermore. Oh my god, doorbell talking to me. I hate it when I hate it when the doorbells talk to you. Um, anyway. um, 
Yeah, just thinking about kind of any possible thing. And it's just in a weird way, their relationship almost extends to like art itself because they produce art or have made art. <laughs> produce feels gross, but I guess it's not wrong because you literally produce music. Um, but it's just like how the Arctic Monkeys or Arctic Monkeys, like they will not talk about what the songs mean ever because it's the whole thing of not wanting to take it away. Whatever experience or ideas you've attributed to something, they don't want to tell you that's wrong because regardless, whatever you think is correct or at least in line with your experiences. And so in a way, like how does the creation um, or why should it be allowed to detract? Which is cool, but sometimes I'm like, damn, I just want to know. Because then you have even more to go off of and be like, oh, this could be like a new... Hello? Okay, that was crazy. Oh, <laughs> Anytime at all by the Beatles just started blasting in my ears. And I don't know why, but because the song starts with such like a bang, if you will, which is and it sounds it's that was insane. That was crazy. Um, I literally don't know how that happened. No music app is open on my phone. <laughs> I don't even think I was listening to the Beatles last. I listened to music. Um, so that's wild. But. Yes, just more pondering of that. And I also wanted this episode to be... Oh, I remember what I was going to talk about. Um, I wanted this episode to be another birthday-focused one, but since that episode where I was like, oh, I'll just like think about where I am at the present moment, because honestly, like physically, I've been like suffering <laughs> a lot. And it's just made me... like For a while, I was doing well, and last week, I was like really leaning into... like feeling my body stretching like doing things so that way I wouldn't end up too injured but as it's become clear that like I'm just in pain um I've been like kind of ignoring it and so reflecting on the present moment has become uh, more of a priority than the birthday thing but I'm still gonna do a little reflection because that is something where that's like the least I could a reflection on the past birthday's advice like I mentioned in the last episode which is not going up yet but it will go up today and then this one will go up too um anyway it's funny to talk about the, the tenses are funky but um yeah so I've like I don't think it's going to happen today but I've been like doing my little workout routine every day still going for long walks still stretching still doing all of that um but it's gotten to the point where, because even prior to the accident, I've been doing it for a bit now, that I feel like I'm at some like base level of strength and that this routine is now easy for me. And it's just like time in the day that I've taken, if you will, um, that I've been, I think, starting next week, which is also when my mom leaves, so it'll be easier for me to just spend <laughs> more of an unlimited amount of time at the gym. Um, I think I'll be the first week, maybe I'll just like build, I'll make whatever I've been doing the one and then build onto it. And then the week after is when I'll start like going, like rotating different bodies, <laughs> bodies 
areas of the body um, by day to just sort of build upon that um, because I do really to some it's weird because I like a routine in the sense that I like having something to ground me every day but I'm not I'm someone who would absolutely hate it if every single day was the same um, but unfortunately to me working out is kind of a part of that routine and it's something where I just don't want to have to quite think about it so that way I can just in a weird way like meditate on whatever I want so um, but I'm gonna try and I've really liked that I've had to be a lot more active in my thought and be a lot more present in working out um, because it's kind of turned out that the rest of my days have been when I'm a bit spaced out like at work like there's not much thought behind it which I do honestly enjoy that it's just a bit mechanical and it's a bit like you go with the flow even if the flow sometimes fast this is busy <laughs> but I've liked that this now becomes a chance for me to become very aware how my body's working and now I've been noticing that slowly fading out as well I don't just want to be kind of checked out constantly every day so that's why I think I'll build up strength a little bit and then start rotating it every day um, and I think it'd also be nice to do that like little bit of planning um, but then the other part of it is just like once you do something enough then it becomes too easy and you kind of just always have to either tack on weight or reps or even like in a grander part of life just there I had a teacher who we had to write like two three page papers a week and he was like this is just literally just like mental reps and then I got to the point where that was like it was light work for me to just write that much and I'm really grateful and that's part of why there's like like I know people in film school that like watch a movie every day and it's just sometimes you have to do things for the reps so that way when you don't want to it's still something that you're like capable of it's still a muscle that's been worked out in your brain but then it's like at the same time <laughs> that becomes easy and I don't just want to have to constantly so sorry about the wind I don't just want to have to constantly tack on to that I'm not sure how to describe it better but I think it's better to, good to have more moving parts in that way so that way it takes longer to get used to something um, yeah and then from there after a while I think that's when I because I I get bored and like I said where there's the one like tiktoker I guess where she sometimes does like work it's a lot of like clothing lifestyle and workout whatever um, but her workouts, like, I, she did track, they're pretty basic, and to me that's something where I'm like, it's a little worn out because it's what I did for years with swimming. Um, and that's why, like, after I quit swimming, I just try, I've done so many different workout classes, like, just trying out so many different styles. Oh my god, this hill. One thing that's never changed, one thing that we get used to, is this stupid tiny hill. It is always going to wound me. Um... <laughs> But that's why like, I wanted to go through a range of motion. But how do you keep that up as well as, like once you've reached base strength, then you want to make it interesting by doing other things. But typically, other things don't make you as strong as you need to be. And that's why like, with any sport, you have supplemental exercises. Um, 
So, finding that balance for myself will be fun. And it's kind of nice to know that I'm almost there. And maybe we'll find a nice summer sport to do. Because by that point, I'll be in whatever level of fitness I want to be in. And then that can be the fun thing. But the issue is a lot of like the fun sports that I want to do, like tennis, squash, whatever. It's so fucking hard to get a court in New York City. It's stupid. It's the stupidest shit I ever saw. Um, so we'll see, <laughs> basically. Um, maybe it'll, it'll be golf. Who knows? Um, but still rough but yeah just been a lot of trying to not run away from living in my body just because it's physically very difficult right now um so yeah trying to do that and then also like I also I tend to just get like feel very bloated very like I mean I also am bloated because period. Slay. Um, but I tend to feel that way if I'm like ignoring my body because then I'm constantly pushing through, constantly not listening to it. And then every, like, I feel like I eat at weird times and then I feel even at odds with my digest digestive system. And everything is just difficult <laughs> when you don't kind of listen to that flow. Um, so want to work with myself and I'm pushing through that for sure um, and that's why I'm not gonna like lift or anything today because I thought that it would just be more beneficial with the time I have to just walk and have like more of an emotional release with talking to the podcast and there's stuff that I want to journal later but I don't even know if I will make time for that today because I don't know how long I'm gonna walk for and I have to shower after work, and I have an early flight tomorrow, so it's all weird, all sorts of strange, but still trying to be where my feet are, take that little bus 11, um, so, yeah, yep, yep, okay, so now, the next so oh, the point of that is look forward to the birthday things. I've just been, I haven't even thought about it much. This has been what I've been thinking about instead. So this is the interlude. Well, how about I argue this? How about I argue that <laughs> this is birthday episode part two, but it's more like my thoughts, like a day of my thoughts at 21. How about, how about that? <laughs> I'm gonna do it because I want it to be a three-part birthday episode for some forsaken reason. Um, I'm saying Divya tomorrow. Oh, I wasn't saying names, but the point is she might be the first podcast guest. Um, and she's already 22. She turned 22 in December. So maybe I'll make her do that with me so that way I have, we have that. And honestly, I think it'd be interesting. I think it'd be fun. Maybe I will. I'll give her a little interviewing. A little coal in the fire. 
I don't know if I used that correctly. Um, but with any saying, I don't know if I used them correctly. So it's okay. We're used to it. Um, but anyway, it's been brought to my attention. And I guess this is something I did. Had kind of realized anyway. But, uh, sorry if you can hear the beeping. I literally don't know if it's coming. Okay, it's soft anyway. Um, I mean, it was obviously a truck. I just don't know where the truck is. Um, but I'm going to pause this. Um, but basically, I know that I'm, I know that, like Joe, I'm a pretty private person for the most part. Like, I, I don't talk about things a ton. Oh, and also, I thought that I, I don't know if I explained Nazar very in depth, but it's just, I think I did last time, but just in case, it's just, like, if you have something there, ex oh, oh, there's a specific example, yeah, so it's one of those things where it's like celebrities will sometimes tell a friend fake information if they think that friend's been going to the press, and that's kind of, in a way, like a good example of understanding how those are works, because it's like, if there's something you're excited about, you only told one person, and then like, it fails, or there's something really that then you know that they're someone who just like doesn't have your best interests at heart, where they just like are preying on your downfall essentially. Um, so I just wanted to say that last time because to me that's I don't know that's something that I see talked about a decent amount with it. Um, so okay, <laughs> but I'm a pretty private person. And I don't like to talk about myself a lot, even though that's also definitely related to my own complexes where it's like, if I don't tell people about myself, if I'm not like open, um, if I, then if for whatever reason a friendship doesn't work out, then it's not like no part of me is lost in it, if that makes sense. And that is like, I was still obviously like cherish the woods, like having fun with them, like joking around, like being supportive of them. But there's nothing, there was no me there. I was never there. And that's something sad that I've been working on a lot um, in being more open in that way. Um, so I've been, been pushing myself to do better. And I will keep doing better. Um, but even with the people that I do share parts of my life of or like oh because I have definitely gotten better about being like oh my god this thing happened um like I didn't think I talked to any of my friends about the car crash but I've talked to like a handful of people like if they ask me like how I'm doing I'm like oh like I, like I will say that and there's there was a time where I just wouldn't <laughs> have done even that much um so where's like oh <laughs> but the one thing that I just don't discuss like ever really is my family and I guess that's just because honestly with a, to a large extent with a lot of my friends family doesn't come up a ton I think probably the most I've discussed it and like because one of my best friends in this world I've known her what like eight years <laughs> when I came back from Japan I was like oh I saw my aunt she's like you have a family there and I was like yeah. <laughs> um, so, also side note, I'm doing it. So one of someone I'm an acquaintance, I guess. But like we're on we're on good terms. Like I love seeing her. So 
yes, I would say a friend, but we just aren't close. But she has a magazine and she's doing something on, or doing like a special on childhood nostalgia. And I was talking to her about my Hello Kitty fork and spoon that I just never stopped using. That's from my uh, cousin, or my cousin came to visit. She's two years younger than me. So her and my aunt and uncle gave me the <laughs> yes, a present. I never stopped using it. Um, side note, but also related. But then, it's a long time best friend. They didn't even know that much. Um, and I wonder if, like, in part, maybe people don't ask because they think it'd be a sensitive topic for me because my parents are divorced and, like, everybody for the most part just, like, knows that I don't see my dad just because, like, it's never, never like, oh, I just love my dad. So it's just kind of by, like, omission in a way. But I, I don't know, because I feel like I make it pretty clear that I'm happy to talk about most things, but at the same time, if I want to talk about something, I won't wait for someone to ask me. So maybe like by nature that's just like oh if I don't bring it up people don't ask me maybe but I still like I'm I'm always happy to answer questions I love being asked them I just like am used to the kind of mentality of like oh if I've got something to say I'm gonna say it I don't, I don't know it feels simple to me in that way but at the same time that I what I hope to encourage and I don't know if it does is that if you have something to ask then you ask it as well um so Long story short is if I don't talk about my family a ton and it's been a bit suddenly on my mind um, with the memorial this weekend and the fact that like I just probably won't see a lot of family again or at least it'll become increasingly sparing that we do gather. I have to spill a little by. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, no, so my mom's side of the family, they get together, all, they all live in pretty much this, for the most part, very much for the most part, there's obviously exceptions, but they tend pretty much live in the same area, and they get together, like, several days a week to have dinner or something, and to just gossip, to do whatever, to watch, like, a Cubs game, if it's right season we're we're a baseball family um, I, I know basketball's going on right now but I don't know what's happening um, so yeah very much Cubs specifically except my great aunt married a Sox fan so he gets made fun of obviously um, but as much as like that's not something my mom and I really participated in when I was a kid and there's a few years that I've only recently noticed that I'm not sure we saw anybody at all and I saw some like letters from my great-grandparents that were that were like to my dad or something they're like oh like we haven't seen much of like my, my mom's nickname is Chrissy so Chrissy and Karina um, so and then I do remember as a kid, like, my dad would take me to see my great-grandparents, and I just never questioned it, but I think it's, like, maybe it's some debacle. I don't know, there's a lot of my past that I kind of have to speculate, like, whatever my mom was going through, and maybe she just felt like they sided with my dad or, like, couldn't understand how he'd wronged her or something, and I think that's, like, fair, um, but it's just interesting. 
to try and piece a lot of that together because you're not the most cognizant in the day-to-day and you're not like you might suddenly realize like oh like I haven't seen uh, we call them the kettles like I haven't seen the kettles in a bit um, something like that but it's not something that you're gonna question seriously because um, it's just you know the kid your kid what's right in front of you or whatever you're thinking about most isn't gonna typically be that year that's like a that's a blissful thing with childhood is you're kind of allowed to take family for granted because it's just like you're not the like you can't drive you can't go see them it's very much on other people to kind of orchestrate that for you and then you're like happy to see them you're overjoyed and that kind of like love is what bundles you up and so when we did go to those kind of like regular family gatherings I always felt like though distant because I wasn't a part of the consistent routine I always felt included on my mom's side um but it it was pretty stark that like there was a lot of like language a lot of in jokes that I was missing essentially because I just wasn't like up to date or I was a kid and but I was the only kid and so it's still a little funky and then you still get used to like doing things on your own playing all sorts of little games in the backyard I'd roll around I'd do car my one of my cousins told me I do cartwheel to be fair but my best friend um lifelong best friend he always or he came with us a lot of the time and my great-grandparents would give us candy and my grandpa great-grandpa would always give us money too and then (laughs) him and I would just him being my best friend we would just sit on the couch together and there's photos <laughs> I would always put my arm around him to like protect him um, and I would just stare down the camera whenever it came near because um, I always felt like I was protecting him in our friendship um, even though I do like I've realized since then his own like both of us in our own ways were like oh we always look out for the other person and I never thought that he didn't but I just know that I was a lot more like I'm the tall one, I'm the athletic one, I'm going to look out for you kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, this is cute and funny. So it's a lot of like, I don't know, I guess I'd describe the family as like very summery, but kind of like the intense heat of summer. And I kind of, I associate them with like barbecuing because there's always barbecue. My grandpa loves to barbecue. Um, he loves to be alone at the grill. That's how he contributes, because he's his own, like, kind of steely personality, but also, like, dry humor type of, type of person. Um, so, yeah, everyone had their own working parts, and I guess because my mom, like, for a long time had been a part of that, and then just, like, wasn't as much then. She still had a way in which she fit in, but I, like, as a child, was never had the opportunity to kind of become a part of that. I think I was more just like, in many ways, topic of conversation where it's like, oh, that kid's the good swimmer. That kid's like the really smart one. And so you get asked about like sports in school. And then they're always doing great because I had to be. (laughs) Because that's how I was allowed into the family in some way. So, but yeah, and that's part of like, I don't think it helped that I'm, 
pretty quiet when I don't understand a role or when I'm trying to like assess space I tend to be on the quieter side just so that way I don't because I don't ever want to intrude I'm I think I'm just too wary to find where I belong in a lot of ways and that's something I've also been thinking a bit about is just that I can be pretty like I, I tend passive I guess I, I tend to be a bit so and it takes and <laughs> I think it's hard for me to come to terms with that because I've always thought that I was so good at being like oh there's this thing bothering me I'll always say it um, and so to me, I was like, I stand up for myself. And it's like, no, that's actually kind of like the bare minimum <laughs> to tell people when you have an issue. <laughs> so it's been a little funny um, to realize that. And I'm trying to think even more about ways to... Whoa, truck. Um, it is garbage day, that's why. So it's just the same thing going around. We don't just have mad trucks in the area. But yeah, so I think that's kind of the family dynamic there where I just always felt like a little, a little awkward, could never feel quite comfortable. I never knew if, because like Danish people, they don't talk about serious stuff a lot. It's a lot of like joking. Um, even if it could be like a happy thing you're talking about, it's still just you always find a way to make like light of it you always find a way to like make a joke and so sometimes my family members would talk to me and I and then they'd be like laugh about something and I could never tell if I was being made fun of or not and so I think that's probably part of why I also stayed so quiet <laughs> it's like I can't say anything wrong I can't get made fun of I can't whatever because <laughs> um, I already felt like I didn't fit in and I didn't want to like ruin things I guess so it was a little hard and there's definitely times in my life where I was just like I don't want to see my family because I don't understand um like at all and then I also think that's a hard thing to feel like you don't understand or you don't fit into your family even though like now I know I feel so loved even from afar my mom's whole side of the family and I've kind of like I'm kind of grateful that I felt a bit outside because that means that I'm the one that's allowed to go and like live everywhere in the world. And even though a lot of them travel, like they've not really moved from where they were like born and raised for the most part. And so I'm glad that I'm, that I was outside and that I can be more comfortable with traveling because I had to always feel like an outsider. And now I can also understand that the whole time, like even though we're all a little bit of a freak show in that family um that I it's nice to know retroactively that I was always appreciated and accepted and that they could still that laughing was a part of laughing at yourself as a way to like learn how to accept that you're a little strange and also holds you accountable so yeah I get it a lot more now and I'm super grateful that's the point <laughs> Um, but yeah so then <laughs> my dad's side of the family is what I've been thinking more about because that's the memorial this weekend and I'm going two of my cousins are driving me there and back which 
it's not a long drive I think it's probably like two hours without traffic but we're leaving from Brooklyn so it might be a bit more um, I'm not sure but luckily they're also probably the family I feel the most comfortable with <laughs> in some ways um, I don't know because like so my dad has two brothers and then they one of them has two kids one of them has three kids pretty much everyone's married except for the two cousins I'm going with we're all the silly people um, in the family um, <laughs> but I don't know and so, like it was recently revealed to me by my mom in some way that when I, so when I first moved to Boston, I have family in Boston, or on my dad's side, and she apparently reached out to them and asked them to see me, but I thought they were just, like, being nice, and they asked to see me of their own accord. Um, but apparently my mom, like, emailed my uncle and was like, oh, could you do this with Karina? I think it'd mean a lot to her. And it was fun, and I did, like, enjoy it, but now, and I'm, I'm so glad that she did it, so that way, like, I had time with my uncle, and I didn't feel like a burden, even though for a minute when she told me that, I was like, oh, great, now I have to feel, like, sorry about this. But at the same time, like, she did it for me, so I don't, and I'm glad that she took that initiative. Um, but also, I, I'm kind of upset with her for, like, telling me, because... I don't think that's right. I, it's kind of like giving someone a gift and telling them, like, you better be thankful. <laughs> and it's like, I know she didn't have to do that. And I know that she, like, can tell me that she can tell me whatever she likes. But I do think that's kind of, like, messed up to be, like, what, <laughs> you know? To out of the blue be like, oh, this, and this thing in your life is, like, whatever. And if you are just so content with letting that be in the first place in a moment of anger to use it as a source of power of like, think this is how much I care about you. That's so, that feels like a very low blow and something you've done specifically to hurt somebody after you did it to make them happy. And so that just felt really shitty, but I think more because of the fact that she would present it in that way. Um, because one of my cousins and his now wife, um, they did, like, reach out to me. And I, from what I understand, that was entirely them. And that's because that cousin. And from what I know, I just don't know his wife very well. Um, but he's just, like, the loveliest, like, kindest person. Um, when I was very little, he was usually, he was my favorite cousin, for sure. He taught me my lefts and rights. Big slay. Um... But, but yeah, there's just also some family members where they're all, like, a little estranged. Because even my dad and his brothers, they all, they were the ones that were kind of like me. Where they just went everywhere and, like, stayed there. <laughs> because my dad's family, like, his nuclear family, moved a lot when he was a kid. Like, just around the U.S., but still a lot. So they all, all him and his brothers had different lives based on, like, the intervals of where they spent the majority of their childhood in a way and that does like form you to become a bit disconnected um and latch on to different things so yeah it's cool and they're all in their own ways except for my dad <laughs> like
like very successful people and like held to a very high standard very um much a certain kind of like new england <laughs> bread thing um which my grandma made sure to instill in me <laughs> she's like you are part of the dar <laughs> i was like okay <laughs> ah. uh, she's like anytime you want you go to meetings <laughs> i was like okay good to know I'll pass but then I watch Gilmore Girls I was like hey what's up that's me <laughs> but then I say stuff like that <laughs> so uh how true is it really uh I mean it is but you get what I mean and also for reference star is daughters of the American Revolution so it just means that like you have like proved lineage that was like you fought on the right side of the American Revolution um so yeah that's what that is because uh, we're related to George Washington somehow. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, so... But my grandparents on that side are easily the people I was closest to on that side being my dad's. Not to say it like that. Um, my papa passed away, I think, like, 11 years ago almost now. I think it was 2012. Or it was 2014. It's one of those things where when you're young, it gets, it's a little, years, years aren't the easiest. Um, but Papa and I, when I was little, he, he had Alzheimer's for a long time. Um, and Grandma took care of him, and I cannot imagine all the ways in which that was so difficult for her because you lose your identity as a wife that she had for like 60 years and you just become a caretaker you become a stranger and some days like on the worst ones you become the enemy and so like after that she's been she's a very like i admire her so much i think she's the coolest lady she's a very big feminist she's 94 and i was like okay grandma look at you keeping up with things um so yeah but she, she was also just the most like until like even this last year she could write the most like eloquent emails like she used to handwrite me letters all the time until um what's it called what's it what is it called it's the most common ar arthritis until her arthritis got too bad and she stopped uh, but then she still sent me emails and like her mind was just always so there she's the most like, she's a genuinely deeply clever person and i love the way her mind works and it was the joy of my life to go and like visit her on the weekends take care of her make a make our meals and then just sit um in front of the tv but instead of a show playing she would play the classical music channel because that was papa's favorite um and then she <laughs> she was like you're a vegan so you don't you have to eat a lot of nuts so she would just and like her little fancy dish served me uh, mixed nuts uh, <laughs> and tell me stories and i'm just so glad that i have that i was able to put in those hours with her and then that's the way i was able to i was able to carve a space and on my dad's side in a way that i never figured out on my mom's side even though my dad's is a lot less like accepting and as I've gotten older I realize that they're like even to each other it seems in some ways like a little cold like everyone's like pretty divided by who their parent is and then in some cases 
that's just become the family that they've found for themselves with their partners and their the families they've started like that's that's theirs and the greater picture isn't something that some not that it doesn't matter to them but that that's not the priority and I think that's just strange when it's compared to my mom's side where like knowing every single relative being obsessed with like a family tree and like calling everybody all the time and whenever they're in town like you just naturally like you know that someone's there you'll go and see them um is that's just what you do uh and so it's hard for me to like have been in the same city in new york as some like three of my cousins for so long and then them just never reaching out and it, i guess like this is where like the youngest in the family privilege in a way sort of shows because you could say like oh i could have done the same but i guess to me it was like i, I was coming in to say like i was new and like no one reached out to me and so i think especially after childhood of like on my mom's side not knowing where i stood and on my dad's side not seeing anybody for years because he stopped seeing me um and therefore like just visits stopped being planned um even though my grandma always invited me for christmas and thanksgiving and everything um yeah but i think just because of that i just even more didn't want to reach out in case i was <laughs> being imposing but again that, that's on me and i could have easily reached out like i could have changed this at any point and i'm very aware of that and so just thinking about how Again, that youngest role that I take for granted where I used to be able to put on other people and now it is on me to change that. But I kind of have to realize that with my dad's side, I just don't think that's possible to kind of piece together because that would require an entire culture shift within the dynamic, if you will. And if like, if that hasn't happened, who, like, who am I, in a way, to do that? And I spent, I did, I spent so much time with my grandma when I hadn't in a while, because I was, well, at that time I was literally a child and couldn't do anything about it. Um, but as soon as I was able to, I made sure that I saw her when I could, and that I, so I'd still do what I can. And now that she's gone, she's still, Oh no, trying not to cry. Oh god. <laughs> She's still, um, I just still love her so deeply. And my papa. Um, I'll put this story I want to tell, but my papa is that, uh, so when I was little, this was my favorite thing to say about him, is whenever there was a family gathering, him and I would both, like, depending on whose house is that, but it was usually there, so we would go into the basement where he had these little reading chairs. And there's a little window that like went out and that you could look outside. They lived just at, around a forest in Massachusetts. And especially if it was like around Thanksgiving, it was just the most beautiful fall leaves. So we'd be in the basement just reading. Sometimes it'd be Papa reading to me, but sometimes it was just us reading alone. And that kind of like silent show of love as like two people that both kind of have difficulty with that external chaos was the most meaningful thing to me and still just remembering it I don't know, uh, brings me a very great sense of calm and 
being able to replicate that years later with a grandma, but just listening to her and listening to the classical music. Um, but still just us two um, was wonderful and means the world to me. And so when I think of either of them, all I feel is just a little crying. <laughs> it's just complete peace. And so it's been hard that since my grandma passed, all I wanted to do was mourn her and to like sit in that peace um, and sit in everything. And for one reason or another, it kept happening so that that couldn't be my priority. I just wanted to give the mental energy to her. So it's about this thing now. And it's hard because this weekend all I want to do is um, like be very open, be very grounded, and tell stories about her. <laughs> um, but I'm scared because I don't want to be rejected by my dad's side in some way for being a little emotional because <laughs> they're not emotional in the more New England way where it's like very sarcastic. Um, <laughs> a little emotionally removed <laughs> type thing. They're all like very, very funny people though. Like genuinely funny, not even like slapstick. Um, and we all like puzzles and we're all <laughs> a little like weird with knowing a lot of a lot of fun facts. So in terms of like that kind of systems of thinking, they're all very similar to me. I, I have a feeling that every single one of them is a T, is the point. <laughs> um, so, I think they literally all seem like NTs. Um, oh, well, except for my cousins. He, he's a little bit of an S. But that's okay. We don't put it past him because he is so sweet. He's great. Um, I'm definitely giving S. Whereas my mom's side seems majority SF. <laughs> like SFJ. Um, so it's again like I don't really get my mom's side as much but I can feel the love and I appreciate it. Whereas as people I get my dad's side more but it just we're a little less connected as a result. But something I'm kind of trying to get myself to realize as a means of like staying present. I think it's just that it's been hard for me to accept that this memorial is probably one of the last times, like I said a few times I think, that we'll really get together as a family, that I'll probably really see them. Um, so it's, yeah, it's just hard to come to terms with. Uh, so I think if I just accept that and then take this in stride and take this as a chance to take memories even though time is limited, then I want to do that and I want to make sure I'm present and not just afraid, if you will. So, yeah. <laughs> That's my family in a nutshell. I, and also, I love them all very deeply, even though like completely different kinds of love despite it all being familiar is evoked for either side like I don't like like to me even more than it 
my love for my dad's side feels more like a like winter day inside um but but like with you're just spending a winter day inside with puzzles kind of sleepy you never quite wake up you're never quite like energized for the day you're just always kind of a little in your own head and then yeah but still like there in some ways whereas like I said my mom's side's a bit more like a little bit of a blistering summer day where you're still just trying to like have fun and <laughs> like you're playing cornhole outside um that kind of thing so very different one's a little more cerebral one's a little more vivid but they're still <laughs> I think I depict them both as slightly unfamiliar slightly overbearing for lack of a better word just because for me it doesn't come naturally so it is a burden but not because they are but the concept is difficult for me um but also <laughs> so my graduation party from high school there was um like my front lawn in Chicago I had some of my friends there had some of my family and the <laughs> my boyfriend at the time was like he got me to play hacky sack and I was like fine at it I wasn't great but my cousins apparently are great <laughs> so um, even though they're all older and they had the greatest time uh, they all thought the other was so cool um, <laughs> all like the same kind of music <laughs> Um, it was, it was fun. And we also played frisbee. Uh, it was a good time. It was nice to have that kind of connection. And honestly, like, through that boyfriend, I was able to understand my family a bit better because I understood him. And, like, through the ways which he connected with my family, I was like, oh, like, this thing, like, makes a lot more sense now. And I was just really grateful for that um and honestly with a lot of like pretty much any of my relationships I'm not even joking when usually the hardest part of breaking up is that I miss their family <laughs> uh it's a little funny yeah but I just it's so, so many I've been very lucky in that like even when people I've dated have been shit um the families have been lovely uh, so I'm just like, sometimes I'm like, oh no, I'm letting Kim down. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. I think multiple of their mom's things have been Kim. I only just realized that. Um, anyway, moving on. So you don't even know which one I'm talking about with that, because I don't think it's the one that even, it wasn't even the one I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun little memory. There's something else I want to say. I don't know what it is, but I'm a little sweaty. My hands are turning into sausages because it's warm outside and I've been walking. My posture hasn't been great because I've been cramping. And at some point I have to hold myself accountable again, despite like, cause, like I said earlier, where I've just been uncomfortable in my body, it's just been really painful. But at a certain point you do have to just hold yourself accountable and work through that pain. So if your back hurts, you have to stand up tall, otherwise it'll hurt twofold and you're not going to strengthen it. So I got to stand up straight and it's nice to take it easy a bit, but I wish I had been standing up straight this whole time. 
because that would have made this right now easier. So, yeah. I don't know. And also, very disjointed. I thought I was going to be able to put all my disjointed bits in the beginning. I really want to get in this stupid pool. Um, but I've been thinking a lot about how, like, with so... I, I think in a very critical lens very often and it tends to be a bit removed from the situation which could be said as like emotional distance not really feeling your emotions just rationalizing them but I do think I've gotten better at feeling them though that it was definitely an issue I think that's still like that kind of understanding systems of thinking rather than always caring about the content has kind of gotten to an extreme lately where I just like don't even like register the mundane to some degree and that's why I like, I've been, <laughs> that's something I like about the reels, is that there's so many just like cute little moments of like a baby doing something. I'm like, oh my God, the mundane is the most beautiful, breathtaking thing ever. And that's why I love nature. But nature to me is never mundane. It's so forceful, so all-consuming. Um, so I love touching the little trees and the bushes. <laughs> um, but yeah, things have also just, I guess, maybe... Maybe it is just, like, um, because my own life feels a bit contentless right now, as I just do the same thing all the time. There's, like, no plot at all. <laughs> like, it's happening because I'm just doing a lot of internal work, but all this internal work is either... That's the thing, is, like, it becomes so much either entirely rooted in the past or in the future. And while it's good to, like, settle, it's, again, at a certain point kind of got to like break that shell and I know that life is gonna come soon in full force with May and going back to New York and starting my master's and working towards my career as it were and doing all that and I know that I'm not gonna have a say and I should and I am just grateful for this downtime but I think it's still good to recognize that I've just been a bit like okay, I'm ready <laughs> um, to feel, to live again, to hit play. So that'll come soon. And I'm honestly, I'm glad that I'm feeling that like this, even though it's a little bit of a strange sensation because there was a while there where I think I was worried that it would take a lot longer. I was like, maybe it won't even happen until September. Maybe, maybe that, because I just was so unsure of how fragmented I was but then yeah you get like a bit bored it's like okay and what I think honestly I think a very big part of why my depression I only feel as like a physical thing as I've gotten older is I think I literally just got bored of myself I was like okay girl and what now you're existential great we've done this before we get it we work through it every single fucking way we can imagine get over yourself um so it's I'm not like now bored to a whole not bored but like over it it's a whole new level and I'm like okay let's go engage with everyone else now that like we're a bit under control but I also know that like sorry but this kind of feels like the final push in some ways um just because like like I said, where I'm still a little bit out of touch with my body, so I don't want to push anything and then have that be 
the resting state, if you will. Um, so I paused because of the truck, and then there's balloons flowing through the sky. There's a W, a heart, and then a little rainbow round one. It's kind of magical. It's just like floating down the street. It's out of reach, so I can't pull it down, but that was a little magical, honestly. Um, and it's such a, there's like, oh, okay. But there's not really a cloud in the sky, and it's beautifully sunny. It's 27, and it's just like sparkly balloons. So, kind of cool, kind of fun. Um, but yeah, no, so there's still definitely things to work through, and I felt good for a bit, and then, like I said, when I came back this weekend, I was kind of immediately out of sorts again and trying to find grounding and routine. So there's definitely things that I can still work on and practice, but I'm also foregoing the idea that I need to be in a perfect place, that I need a clean slate, because there's always going to be like a little bit of residual energy in one direction or another. But having to like let go of one of the needs to be like perfectly clean, perfectly ready, if you will. Um, and also trying to like not forget loosens, trying to still take care of myself, but then deciding at what point is it me giving into this uh, a perfectionist tendency and at what point is it helpful? Because there's so often where it'll be like, like last night, right before I went to bed, it was pretty late and I knew that I wanted to go to bed as early as possible because my body's just been suffering and like I need more sleep. Hello, can I help you? I guess not. <laughs> but yeah, no, so I was like, I'm just gonna put this journal down. I'm just gonna forget about it even though it's something I wanted to do. There's other priorities and there's things that like I have to trust that I will do it I'll get around to it because I don't want to betray myself in that way but I also don't want to betray myself on a daily level of just running myself into the ground for the sake of trying to get somewhere in another direction and just knowing there's balance so that's what I got let me know your questions comments concerns about my family because I know I don't talk about them a lot um even though I love them, so I'd be happy to. It's just, yeah, I think it's such, like, deep internal thing that just, like, moves the way I do. That, not something I question too often. So, slay. I love you.